Hello, everybody, and welcome to Savvy Tidbits. Sorry this episode is late. You know, sometimes I have so much to talk about, I feel an episode every two weeks just isn't enough. And other times, I can't even think of what to say. And that was this situation, so the episode's a bit late. But I was on the airplane the other day, trying not to be annoyed because the woman in the, across the aisle, as beside me in the seat, sorry, little bird, the woman in the seat across the aisle beside me had decided to amuse her child by putting her iPad on full volume. So we all got to hear the cartoons. And this in fact happens in about one out of three flights. This is certainly not a singular occurrence, but I'm not going to talk about that because I don't want hate mail from angry parents saying there's no other way to amuse their child on a flight with 300 other people on it and that we all need to hear the movie. So I am, or that I could have put in earphones, although I did, could still hear it. It was very loud over the roar of an engine and the hum of other passengers, and the movie I was trying to watch. But I am not, not going to talk about that. I have a different facet of child-rearing that I plan to take on today, one for which I am willing to receive hate mail if necessary. And that facet is the gendering of children through clothing. In other words, the pink invasion. I don't know if pink invasion, it might have another meaning, but here we're using it as dressing your little girl in pink, and to a lesser extent, dressing your little boy in blue. I'm only saying to a lesser extent because little boy clothes come in other colors, like green and orange and red. But for little girls, if you walk into a clothing store, the predominant color is pink. And the bird is a green. Now, the other day, actually a couple months ago, I was at a party at a friend's house and there were a lot of guests there and one of them had brought her grandchild and the grandchild was dressed in a blue, she was a girl, dressed in a blue Paw Patrol t-shirt. Not sure what Paw Patrol is, they're dogs, they might solve crimes or fly, I don't know. But it was blue, I expressed the fact that I was really impressed that she was wearing, she was quite young, but so she didn't pick this herself, but she was wearing a blue t-shirt and the grandmother said that yeah, it, she likes Paw Patrol and I bought it in the boys section. I went on at that moment to express the fact that I thought that was wonderful and that if I have children, I do not plan to dress them in pink if I have little girls. Now, another guest at the party turned to me and said, but girls are supposed to be dressed in pink. It's pretty. And I was a guest and I do not have a child. So I kept my mouth shut until now. I don't know if people realize, but pink has not always been a color for girls, and gendering children's clothing to this extent has also not been something that has been done as regularly as it, ha as it is now. And there's a lot written online about this. I had read things about it before. They tend to use as an example the picture of Franklin Delano Roosevelt with long hair in a dress. Yes, that was in the 1880s, so... All right. Oh. But even recently, pink has not necessarily been a color for girls. I, I am always so surprised when I see a little baby going by. A bald little baby could be any gender, and who cares? It's a baby. It's basically a gopping mouth and a poop machine. And they dress it in a pink ruffled headband because <laughs> mom's making a face. Mom, they are poop machines. They're more than that. And when they're first born, they're poop machines. No, they're not. They're they're little learning machines. Let's give it a couple weeks, though. No, from the beginning. Fine. They're learning machines that poop. Is that better? They don't need a pink fluffy headband just to show people that they are girls. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I also feel 
people are just, I don't know. I feel, I feel that people find it very important that people can tell the gender of their child at first glance. Now, in 1918, so that, I mean, I guess it was kind of a while ago, maybe 98 years, but not that long when you think about society and development of things. And in several magazines, it was put forward that the general accepted rule is that pink is for boys and blue is for girls, because pink being a more decided and stronger color is more suitable for the boy, while blue, which is more delicate and dainty, is prettier for the girl. Another source said that blue would be flattering for blondes, pink for brunettes, or blues for blue-eyed babies, and pink for brown-eyed babies. None of that, well, except for the first one, talked about the gender of the child. And thinking back, it doesn't even make sense, right? You think, well, how could pink be a stronger color? And that is because we have been gender socialized, and we have been, the society has taught us that pink is for girls. There's no way to think in a different way. For when it's a child, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how that is something I've tried to overcome it in the last three seconds, ever, ever since I, I, you know, read the article and I have, um, I've tried to say, sure, of course, if I picture pink, I wouldn't assume it's a girl, but no, we assume it's a girl. And if you think when I was a kid in the early 1980s, yes, girls would wear dresses and that's a baby boomer thing where girls would start dressing like their mothers and boys would start dressing like their fathers. And it happened earlier too, but it was really put forward in children's fashion at that point. But in the early 80s, I didn't have a lot of pink clothes. Mom, did I have a lot of pink clothes? No, you had clothes of all different colors. What color was my bedroom? Orange. Orange. You Orange know what that pink. is not? It's pink. not pink. And Deborah's bedroom was blue. That's right. And the bunk bed was blue. It was blue. We shared a room after a while. And well, you have to realize that at that time, we didn't know the gender of the child before the child was born. So <coughs> rather than, than commonly, people would make the bedrooms yellow so that they would be gender neutral. And I wanted a nice, bold color, so I went for orange. Although if it were 1918, it says that pink is a bold color. Pink can be a bold color, too. But it wasn't that strong, the pink and blue... It wasn't until the mid-80s, right? That's uh, when I read it. When Andrew was born? No, baby blankets usually were the, were pink or blue or yellow or green. Before Deborah was born, I was making her a blanket, and I chose to make it uh, green and multicolored. Mine uh, was yellow. Yours was yellow and multicolored, so that it would be uh, comfortable for boys or girls, but no... I didn't go for pink, 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 pink. Blue. Because it wasn't out there. Or blue, blue, blue. No, it wasn't as much. We didn't have the predominance of the Din's Disney It's Disney princesses. Princess invasion, and, really. Uh, it's the invasion of the pink and the light purple, lilac, pink and purple for girls. And, uh, and now, although now you'll see young girls wearing black, black and white, and... When I was little, you only put a child in black if they were in mourning. Maybe if they're they mourning lost... for the color pink. <laughs> the fact that it's lost, it's lost all hold on reality. Perhaps. That's true. That is a good point about black and white. But when you walk into a children's clothing store, you predominantly see pink for girls, blue for boys. And what is on the shirts or what's on the pants, boys get cool little trucks and dinosaurs and sharks and... Paw Patrol dogs and girls get things with hearts and butterflies and or princesses. Door the, the Explorer is she's an exception. A, she's a strong, but that's an exception. Model. I know, I know. I think we should walk through a children's department and see. 
All right. Okay, so... Okay. But this is really late, so can we see and do a follow-up? You can do a follow-up. Okay. Okay, Mom, we're going undercover. We're going to go undercover, and we're going to see... I think that uh, there's more than blue for boys. I did. I actually said that when you were upstairs in the shower. Uh, I said the boys... The problem isn't as predominant for boys, because they get blue and green and... And yellow and orange. Brown. I didn't even think of brown. Brown and black and, and, yeah. You know, all your colors, but... I'm doing well, aren't I? But I I was saying it would be... It's what the problem with this is. People who are not... People who don't conform to the gender roles, I probably find it very difficult since they are so well established as little children. What if a boy likes pink? I know, I know several mothers who were knitters and who might listen to this, at least they say they listen to the podcast, um, who make a, a concerted effort to not gender their children's clothing. Yes. And, I, and they have trouble doing it. They have trouble fighting the princess, the princess invasion, the pink invasion, because kids learn that that's what they want. And anyway, we're going undercover, Mom. We'll go undercover. That All right. sounds like fun. Secret shoppers for us. Yes, we're going undercover. Oh, 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 oh,